0: A closer look at the Catholic Church reveals some inconvenient and unpleasant truths. Like many other revelations we discovered during the COVID scam, things are not what they appeared to be or what we thought them to be. And it especially concerns me when children are in the crosshairs of the cabal, even in the Catholic Church. This is the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, and you're about to enter Truth in Medicine. Welcome to the Dr. Jane Ruby Show on this Monday, January 15th, 2024. Brother Alexis Bugnolo is a Catholic scholar who's educated many people around the world about the installation of Pope Francis, who by every definition is a globalist, communist, and apparently a pro-pedophilia force in the world of child sex trafficking. And I've invited Brother Alexis here today to give us an update on all of these issues and many more. Brother, thank thank you for coming and welcome welcome to good to see you again.
1: Thank you for having me on your show, Doctor Ruby. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure always.
0: Well, um, I wanted to start out uh, really talking about uh, Pope Francis. I think the majority of the the Christian world, the Catholic community and world, is starting to see him uh, as against the tenets, right, of Christianity. So tell us a little bit about this issue. He seems to be pro-one-world religion, WEF. He's What's happening there? And is that really what he would promote?
1: Okay, so the Christian world, and especially the Catholic world, needs to wake up fast, if they haven't already, about who Pope Francis is and what his agenda. In just two days, they're going to have the meeting at Davos, and the world economic forum one of their chief goals is the formation of a one world religion and that's not because they're interested in religion they're interested in a unified uh, instrument of psychological control on humanity and they see the catholic church as uh, the necessary building block for that worldwide institution because it's it's a church that has about 1.2 billion members worldwide now the problem for us catholics is that we have a very naive view of our leaders Mm. we have very uh, a very simple childlike religion when we look at our, our superiors that they represent god and we doesn't even dawn on our mind that the church's hierarchical organization or its institutionalized charities could be taken over by criminal organizations and that's what's happened one would think after 20 years of all these scandals, especially in the United States, about arresting pedophile priests and children that have been abused because something more than, I think, 20,000 children in the United States were abused by Catholic priests and religious,
0: oh my God! that the
1: church would have woken up and cleaned up its act. Now, under Pope Benedict, the previous pope, that was what was going on. He was one of the first popes to kick out 500 priests from the priesthood. But unfortunately, they pushed him out of power And who got in control are the criminals that don't want the church cleaned up. So like in any institution, whether it's your city, your town, your government, your political party, things can go pretty well and you get kind of lulled and expecting it always will. But if a criminal organization takes over, at first what's going on is not really visible. Eventually, there becomes more and more anomalies and pretty soon all hell breaks loose and you, you wonder why nothing is working right. Is that, isn't that what's happening in the United States now? Sure,
0: of course. Uh,
1: this is what's also happening in the Catholic Church. Uh, our hierarchy has been taken over by what we call the lavender mafia, lavender from the color of purple that bishops wear.
0: Mm. Uh, they are an,
1: they are a group of men. They're pedophiles. Uh, they're sexual perverts. They become clergy so they they can fake religion to get a soft life or to get access to children or victims, because um, one of the absolute necessities for the pedophile predator is that he occupy a social status where no one will question his motives. And so they see the Catholic Church as an optimum uh, hunting ground.
0: And, and, and this is Catholic Church over other churches, over Episcopalian?
1: How, how does that work? Uh, okay i would say the christian church traditionally because we have an all-male hierarchy Mm -hmm, okay okay. so uh uh, especially in the roman right more than all the others because we have an unmarried all-male hierarchy Mm -hmm. so um in most cultures where the religious leaders are married uh it's it's hard to hide if you're a sexual pervert your wife will know about it Mm -hmm. and she'll warn other people but in an all-male, unmarried, celibate hierarchy, it's easy to hide. And uh, no one sees your 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 sexual behavior because it's cloaked, it's hidden away, it's not in, in the public. Um, so uh, we've had this problem in the church. It's an institutional mm-hmm. problem. As an anthropologist, I'll say, any whether it's the firemen or the police, any all-male organization could get infiltrated by groups like this. But not, unfortunately, in the Catholic Church, we have a medieval legal system. And I don't mean by that that it's bad. I think it's, it's primitive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it's priests who police priests. Well, that's the first thing that doesn't work about it. And uh, the systems uh, don't. Ha- we don't have really have a penal code in the Catholic Church, and it's very slow in developing. And, and Pope Francis, Pope Benedict was one of the first to advance that.
0: Well, can, can, uh, under- can, I wanted to ask a question about that. Um, I understand the separation of church and state for politics, but wh- why is there a separation for crimes? Why aren't priests who are accused, you know, processed w- with due process in the legal system, you know, with district attorneys and things like that? H- how do they get protected when that happens? Okay.
1: So what we have today is that they shouldn't have equal protection under civil laws in most countries. The clergy should be equally prosecuted for a crime than anyone else. That's what's written on the books. But what goes on in the West, we're talking about Europe, North America, and South America for the most part, is the legal tradition from the Middle Ages where the clergy had jurisdiction over their own members. And that whether as, as soon as you became any cleric of any level, you could always appeal to be tried in a, an ecclesiastic court rather than a civil court. It was an old hangover from the Roman Empire where where everyone was tried in the court of his peers because it was assumed the peers would know best whether that was moral or not. Okay. Of course, that doesn't really work if uh, because peers usually want to hide the crimes of their class so that their class keeps its social status. So this is the problem we have in the West. And a matter of fact, all the pedophilia problems that have been uh, revealed in the press that have taken place in the last 50 years are because the police And the prosecutors did not capture these guys. Did not.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why that. These
1: guys. Well, I don't don't understand.
0: I don't understand why that medieval. I mean, to this day, what stops a district attorney from when a family comes in and says this priest, you know, abused my child?
1: Okay, so on a human level, it's the same reason why someone won't believe a fourteen-year-old girl who says a prominent member of society raped her, and there's no witnesses. uh, 40 years ago, everyone's default would be don't believe the girl. I think we're now more woken up and we're pretty 50-50 or we're going to presume the girl's right until we can prove she's not, which is a much better forensic principle. Uh, But the same thing goes on the Catholic Church because the priest, the bishop has such a high social standing, the prosecutor, the, uh, the judge is hesitant to shake the social order to shake the political order. They're probably they hob- bought off, with these, right? They the... hobnob with these people. They go okay. to golf courses with these people. Terrible. These people marry their sons and daughters. They go to their exclusive parties. So the church has, uh, especially in the West, we've uh, our clergy have hobnobbed with the ruling class for more than a thousand years. Okay. So these are long traditions in the church. And if there's any lawyer out there or prosecutor or judge out there, hear me. Don't act on that basis. Of course, these people, of course not. Of course not. Be more willing to prosecute crime among Catholic clergy than on any other class. Why? Because it's a greater crime to exploit this position in society than any other. Okay. Agreed. Now, it's not like the Catholic Church is the only one with the problem. The actual rate of child abuse in public schools is 50 times higher. You don't hear okay. about
0: it. Okay. Okay. I want to get back to um, where Pope Francis is fitting in and helping to usher in. Uh, when you say a one-world government, I've seen your writings and s- s- other interviews. Tell us, you know, just like a one-world government, um, what what's what does that look like and why should we resist a one-world government? I mean, I, I know, but I want to know what he, his role is. This is a really mm-hmm. bad guy.
1: He is. Okay, so um, uh, elites generally want monarchies uh because the top guy wants to tell everyone what to do and that's irrespective of religion and the globus elite uh want a monarchy and it will be a member of the rothschild family but monarchies can only reign through by being backed by a one or a dominant religion mm-hmm. they need religion mm-hmm. to, help. to convince the masses who are not woken up to obey and to accept for other reasons than are rational Okay, and so, mm-hmm. you know, anything about the globalists, you know that they have a hard time with their lies. I mean, their lies work so far, but once they're exposed, they just evaporate. Mm-hmm. So they really need a one world religion to push their one world government. And Pope Francis has made some in, important steps towards that. He went to Doha in the Mideast uh, to lay the foundation stone for a church that's in this one world religion center where there's a synagogue, a mosque, uh, a Christian church. Uh, he said all religions are willed by god equally Um, the problem the chief problem for integrating the catholic church into one world religion is in our church there's only one form of marriage one man one woman and outside of that no other sexual relations are considered uh approved by god so how are you going to integrate that with polygamists or um um, uh, is a muslim practice of having many wives or, um, right. uh, or extreme positions in the West where you have a uh, marriage of people of the same sex or uh, with minor individuals. So um, that's the attack point. Now, July of this year, mm-hmm. Alex Soros Bill Clinton visited Pope Francis, and he was pretty mild in his behavior up to them. But after that, he just went out openly to... Uh, Push the globalist Almost always preaching globalism now. He's talking about war itself should be a crime against humanity, and he um, just goes on and on and on. There's almost nothing for do the you, Bible anymore.
0: Do you have any intelligence um, from your sources as to what that conversation with Clinton, Soros, and and Pope Francis, you know, was I about? I don't have
1: any direct intelligence, but I'll I'll extrapolate from what he did immediately afterwards. Within okay. two months, he published a document on the environment where he basically wanted to push the green agenda and tell Catholics they're obliged by God to partake about that. Oh, wow. And they- and see, what Pope Francis is doing, he's trying to exploit the gospel by reinterpreting it. So just like the snake in the Garden of Eden told Eve something different than what God told Adam, he's trying to tell Catholics something different from Scripture and get them to believe it's the same religion. It's it's an old, old, old game. I see. So protecting the environment is all about our custody of nature. But that's, in the Christian view of things, The creation exists to help man live so that he can come to know God and glorify God. So the use of nature is not considered exploitation. It's actually considered perfecting. The, the Christian view of the world would be farms actually perfect the land. Okay. Whereas in the global view, they're they're damaging the environment. And um, in uh, uh, sexuality, the Christian view, view is that which was from the beginning with Adam and Eve, where the globalist view is basically uh, free sex. And uh, oh, I see Yeah. child trafficking is very important to the globalists because they're big on um, the uh, uh, the the commercialization of of um, of sexual abuse.
0: Well, let, because- let, let me let me interject with a question, because there's a lot of discussion going on across social media in that the Catholic Charities are directly involved in child sex trafficking. And given the pedophilia protection history, um, what is the role, in your opinion, from what you've seen, of the Catholic Church playing in in the worldwide cancer of child sex trafficking?
1: Okay. So for those who don't know, Catholic Charities is not part of the Catholic Church. Oh. But it is. It is basically a, a nonprofit organizations in every diocese that handle the charitable work mm. for which they could get government funding Okay. because government funding sometime after the 60s started to require things like having no religious symbols in a room where you do it. And so to do that, they set up parallel organizations, which originally had a good purpose. It was basically promoting gospel values. But now it's basically servicing government contracts. So, uh, Mm. uh, however, the priest in charge of the Catholic charities in your diocese, in your part of the state or in your state, usually goes on to become a bishop somewhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of um, suspicious things going on. Now, what makes it so influential in the Catholic Church is that Catholic charities gets more money from the U.S. government each year than all the Catholics in the United States put in the collection plate. Oh, wow. So got f- even more money during the pandemic to shut the churches down, because basically now the Catholic Church in the United States could run solely on government money. And if every Catholic stopped going to services on Sunday, it wouldn't phase these bishops. Oh. Because they're all focused on getting government contracts. So, of course, with a government in power, a regime in power that wants to basically import as many people across the border as possible, these organizations, these so-called Catholic Charities Organizations, are just like uh, hungry door dogs running after after me. Right, um, right. Uh, just the other day, the Biden administration proposed increasing the number of border guard, and you had immediately fifty Catholic organizations saying, "No, no, no! We have to protect these persecuted individuals who are fleeing to our country." So, well, that's none of these people are persecuted. Right. It's uh, it's again- an
0: orchestrated theater, and and you're saying that the Catholic charities and other NGOs like that and that are offshoots of the church are are they're so well funded yeah they're all playing their role in the theater
1: yeah and they're not catholic other than that that they use that word they're mostly marxists i see and uh well wow. uh the the self inter- there is self-interest here it's not just getting money from the government most i'd say 60 percent of the illegals that come across the southern border are catholic in religion and the rest are protestant mm. so with with uh with a secularist globalist view, most American dioceses are losing Sunday attendees. They hmm. need to fill the churches up. So they see it as a win-win situation, although oh, it's totally, wow. totally corrupt. And they're alienating the better part of uh the Catholics who are already members of the church. Oh. So um that doesn't mean that all these people end up voting Democrat, they usually end up voting Republican, but it takes them maybe five or ten years to figure out what's going on in the United States. But nevertheless, it's causing a tremendous uh <clears throat> demographic cultural economic and um, yeah. uh, um uh, security crisis in the United States and it's intolerable okay so it, uh, I like I think, I think at think this point the government should
0: yeah at this point um I'm gonna let's take a break uh and when we come back I'm gonna ask you uh to to explain to the folks uh what this recent gay blessing is from uh Pope Paul, uh, francis the communist leftist whatever so don't go away um that'll be an interesting discussion between brother alexis Bugnolo and me right after this message hey everyone i've got information on a flash sale with my friends from triad air you know you want to keep your home and your car your students dorm room your kids their individual rooms products that use negative ion technology. You'll never change another filter again. This is the safest way to clean your air, removing mold, mildew, and all kinds of other uh, toxins in your air. And thousands of people have written to me telling me that the Triad Air products, especially the large home unit that covers up to 3,000 square feet is helping reduce shedding symptoms from being around the jabbed or having them in your home. Go to filtersuck.com until midnight tomorrow night, Tuesday, January 16th, when the 25% off everything sale ends. That's filtersuck filters with an S, filtersuck.com. Then 25% off, use the code RUBY25. Hi, everyone. Dr. Jane Ruby here with a quick message on how you should be protecting your retirement funds, your 401k, your IRAs. Did you know that you can protect them with physical gold and silver to avoid losing everything that you've built over your lifetime? Please call the experts at Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. At least talk to an expert. Learn more about how you can protect what you've built up so that If things go crazy, as we know they will in this economy, you've got some of your investments protected with tangible physical gold and silver, every bit as valuable as real estate, something you can touch. They can't turn off, you know, with a flick of a switch. Call the people at Augusta Precious Metals. They're wonderful. They will educate you on what this is all about and what you need to do, and they will also Provide you with some warnings about how to protect yourself from other companies that may be spreading lies and scamming you. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 888 836 1890. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to save 50% on your MyPillow 2.0. Not only that, for a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good.
1: Feeling Feeling good.
0: I knew you would. (laughs) MyPillow.com. Welcome back to the second segment of the show tonight. I'm here with Brother Alexis Pugnolo in a fascinating discussion. Uh, we've talked to Brother a number of times before. Uh, there's some interesting things happening relative to this Pope who's just turning out to be a uh, an installed sock puppet for the globalists. Um, Brother, welcome back. Really glad you're here tonight. Good to be back. So uh, let's. I wanted to jump right into this uh this gay blessings issue uh, that Pope uh, Francis apparently embraces, and tell me, tell us what this is about, and then we can get into what it means for the, for for Christians all over the world.
1: Okay, so on the eighteenth of December, the uh, Vatican dicastery for the uh, Cong- uh, for the doctrine of the faith, headed by Cardinal Fernandez, who's an Arch- Argentine and a good friend of uh, Pope mm. Francis. Uh, this Argentine cardinal is the author of two pornographic books, um, published a document called "Fiducia Supplicans, which basically attempts to authorize the blessing of people in irregular unions. By that, they mean uh, individuals who are not married in a Catholic marriage, whether they be uh, in a second marriage that would be considered adultery,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or whether they're cohabitating, or they're in some kind of civil union where it's same-sex or or of of some kind of strange combination, a transgendered or something of that sort. And um <clears throat> the publication of this document has rocked the Catholic Church to its foundation. This is a 9-11 moment. Uh because uh everything changes if this document is accepted. So if you accept the narrative of 9-11, then you basically going along, go along with everything that's happened since to the year 2000. Right. Whereas if you were to question that, you would be attacked on all sides. Of course, in the Catholic Church, we we, we believe we have the help of God. So about um, a quarter of the bishops of the world have rejected the document. And quite forcefully, some going so far that saying Pope Francis should be deposed as a heretic, or that he's not walking in the way of our Lord, or that he's promoting blasphemy or sacrilege. Uh, because in the catholic church the whole concept of blessing is that our clergy are representatives of god so when they give a blessing they are uh implying uh or requiring god to back up their approval of whatever is being blessed so for two thousand years priests have only blessed things that we that according to scripture god approves of so priests can't bless anything other than that and what pope francis is attempting in this document is the sake of charity and tolerance and acceptance and being open that we're not going to give blessings to everyone at every time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um that seems um that seems uh that seems friendly and kind to everyone but it's the old marxist trick sure it's Uh, a leftist
0: tactic yeah
1: it's abandoning Entirely moral and divine principles, and for being.
0: and and let me let me interject that I believe that judgment belongs to the Lord. However, for a pope to be normalizing something that's even outside of Scripture um, is is really, I think, where so it's we're not attacking gays or anybody else, but that's that's where I think you're drawing the line, and I, I certainly draw the line that this this pope is um, actually really carrying out the globalist agenda to normalize uh sodomy to normalize things that are not they're the opposite in the bible and does anybody call him out uh does he or does is everybody just you know button up and let him do his thing
1: no a lot of catholics now are saying he's an apostate and a heretic and should be removed from office and i myself am involved in several initiatives to get him removed i see um but It has scandalized even Protestants, even Muslims are are scandalized, even uh, Hindus are scandalized because um, outside of the synagogue, the institution in the world that most upholds the Mosaic law and morality is the Catholic Church. We Mm. accept the entire morals of Moses, whether you agree with that or not. So for that reason, the Catholic Church is at the foundation of Western civilization and all its values and laws to... If you could convince the Catholic Church to give up that position, you basically annihilate the foundations of Western civilization. And that's exactly what the World Economic Forum wants, because once you get rid of an objective moral order of the kind that God gave to Moses, then you can make the individual do anything. He becomes total object and piece of commerce for the Globus elite. So it is a very serious event. And uh, many Catholics are taking it very seriously. But it's pretty much the bishops in the countries that are not controlled by MI6, the mm-hmm. CIA, or French intelligence, who are resisting this. In all the other countries, most, most all the countries of Europe and North America and South America, you either have silence or acceptance or even praise for Pope Francis' declaration on gay blessings.
0: Wow. Well, I used to think that you were the only Catholic you know, clergy that... <laughs> was not on this left-wing, you know, uh, train wreck until I started listening to a few things from Archbishop Vigano. Tell us about him. Is he he on our side? Is he a good guy? What kind of impact is he having on, on what this pope is doing
1: OK, so Archbishop Vigano is rather a unique character. And he I would say he's uh, historically famous in a sense. He was an archbishop who worked in the Vatican in the secretary of state as an ambassador and as administrator in the Vatican City State mm. from some 20, 30 years. So this is an insider of insiders. And he was apostolic nuncio to the United States under um, uh, Barack Obama and some of the administration of Donald Trump so he had a very high level position and in 2016 he came out and he just uh no 2018 he came out and he uh, publicly savaged uh, pope francis for uh protecting pedophiles
0: mm. and since
1: that time he's he's been eating red pills <laughs> and he is now woken a good <laughs> sense of totally anti-scandemic he's basically Understood everything which has been going since 2000 that journalists like yourself and myself have made known. So uh now he's totally anti globalist, and that puts him in a position that's unique. I think <laughs> Cardinal Burke has uh, also come out against globalism, but Vigano, and especially in the video he just did, which I featured at Ramon, his talk on COVID eth- ethics. Uh, he's basically realized the truth of the whole thing. So he's the one hopeful sign Mm -hmm. in the Catholic Church right Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. and hopefully that view will spread among our bishops because uh, we need a man like that to be our next pope. Uh, That that will turn the entire Catholic Church as an institution into an anti-globalist, and that would bring down globalism within a year.
0: Wow, that's incredible. I mean— I, I know you have, by the way, you have that latest video if I'm not mistaken on, on your website, I want to make reference to it and we'll put it on the screen as well um, for, for the show throughout the show from Rome.info. Correct?
1: Correct. And the video with Vigano is called Archbishop Vigano speaks on COVID ethics.
0: COVID ethics. Wow. Yeah, there are a lot of do nothing congressional members here in the United States that um, sat silent while our military was decimated with these shot mandates and um, the, the American people as well as people, people across the world were injured and killed. Um, and, and so um, it's, it's good to see that, you know, somebody's speaking up, you know, they're doing nothing. They're holding COVID ethic or COVID injury hearings, and then they go off and do selfies down here at Mar-a-Lago. So um, it's really disgusting. But but Archbishop Vigano, um, is he getting any pushback? Is he getting attacked or is he high up enough that he's kind of insulated from, you know, the, the pro-globalists, you know, going, what's that guy doing? He's too high up. He's talking against us. What do you think?
1: Okay. So, so in the Catholic Church, there are obviously a lot of clergy that don't like him speaking out because generally, uh, uh, generally, it's the it's the culture of the clergy not to publicly criticize one another mm-hmm. that's like one of the unwritten rules so what he's doing is so extraordinary and and uh unexpected and uh so you know um uh, starting an argument during the tea party, you know, <laughs> or during the cocktail hour, is just you know it's considered very inappropriate <laughs> by some people. Only concerned about morals, but yeah. for those who are interested in truth, we we love what he's doing, and uh, we hope he he get you know more power to him. He's not in any way been disciplined. Uh, by Pope Francis, and that's probably because, because of his long years of service in the Vatican. He knows where all the skeletons are buried, as it were. hes I'm not saying he knows skeletons. <laughs> he knows all the problems in the Vatican, so he's not telling us even a 1% of what he knows is going wrong in that institution, and um, the Vatican survives on donations, so it, it's, they're already in a terrible situation because both Francis has alienated the Catholics in the United States who fund about Sixty to ninety percent of this budget.
0: Ah. Uh,
1: if if he were to squeeze Viganò, Viganò would sing even more, and the whole <laughs> thing would just you know go up in smoke. So,
0: oh God, I um, wish they would. Yeah, I wish they yeah. would. I want to shift a little bit to um, talking. You know, you were an early spokes spokesperson. You spoke out. Against the the shots, what they you really understood how dangerous they were. It was actually how I kind of found you about three years ago. It, believe it or not, that long ago, when you did a really interesting, probably like a 15, 20 minute. You were walking the streets of Rome or something, and it was you were you were kind of laying out. You you are um, an anthropologist by training and uh, college work, and so you were you you. I think you had a particular interest in um, if I remember correctly the social aspects of plagues and the aftermath and all that. And we can get into that if you want to share that. They can find everything on fromrome.info. But particularly for our discussion right now, and then we can go to that if you want. um, Dr. Daniel Nagasi is a Canadian former Canadian emergency room physician who was kicked, uh, was kicked out of the medical practice in Canada for treating people with ivermectin. But what's really interesting about him is he's a molecular biologist. And he also did a famous speech, in my opinion, about three years ago on the steps of somewhere in Brit- uh, British Columbia, Vancouver, talking about how the human genome has been poisoned. Uh, and he said, this is what's been done to us because he understands Like you understood three years ago when you warned people and then you said, look, you know, don't take it. And once the people who took it figure out what's been done to them, just Mm -hmm. step out of the way. And so I wanted to talk to you about what, what this is the, to me, this is the tragedy of all tragedies. We're made in the image of God. I think that means genetically. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, what are your thoughts now on, you know, they've, they've been successful with a portion of their mission. You know, they're I, they're all coming out now saying don't take it. But I've said the damage is done. You got millions of people over all over the world who've taken it. And what do you think we're gonna see? As a, I think it's a cultural anthropologist. Did I say it correctly? Or
1: yes, cultural anthropologist. Yeah. Okay, so this is a very serious matter. Okay on top of all the health damage they've done and the fact that they're going to kill this is going to kill about two billion people the next within the next hundred years Mm -hmm. uh the people with chronic health problems who now become basically dependent on big pharma to survive for because they produce the medicines that solve these problems yet you have the genetic issue and the genetic issue is the most serious of all because uh uh it touches what we are as human beings now in many cases the the result of the vaccine will be sterility so these errors won't pass down mm-hmm. some cases the errors are so lethal that they kill the person themselves or they'll kill the child like i saw stat said 80 percent of the children are dying in the womb in germany i mean that's a holocaust mm-hmm. okay so uh, will any of these genetic changes pass down to the next, the next generation we still don't know uh there hasn't been enough studies done on that But any kind of medicine that has RNA in it that can change your DNA should never, ever have been approved. It's a crime against humanity to use this in a, a prison camp but right. to give it out in the general public. So we're not anywhere near even getting these people prosecuted yet. They have so much power, but they are losing a support from the people, a lot more people awoke now than four years ago, almost two, four years ago, you talked about how there was going to be a pandemic in two months and everyone in the world is going to be scammed. And no one would have believed you. You wouldn't even be able to sell that book right but now. It's I think 56%, at least in Western countries. And, um, uh, Even in the third world, they're beginning to realize that you don't trust these these, uh, NGOs from the first world. They're just not worthy of trust. But in just two days, there's going to be another Davos meeting. They're going to try to publicize the threat of virus X or disease X. And in May, there's going to be the vote for the World Health Organization's new treaty, which will give them power basically to take over the governments of all the world. So they haven't given up on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may have not killed they may have only killed 120 million with this first scamdemic, but they're still attempting to kill 5 billion and, and they haven't repented at all. Right. So we need, we need to focus fast on defending ourselves from the next attack. I would hope that all the doctors who woke up about the pandemic put together an informative packet that each of us could hand to our mayor, sheriff, or chief of police in the next pandemic. All the reasons why none of these controls None of these solutions worked and why these people all frauds and what they said the first time. Don't lock people down the second time. Don't force anything the second time. We still don't have a packet like that because the average person can't gather all this information. We need it in like a handout booklet or packet. And uh, here in the United States is all this talk about uh, the next presidential election. But don't focus on that. Focus on who's going to be the mayor and sheriff Amen. and chief of police in your town amen make sure you support someone who's against the lockdown because that's what's going to save you it's not the person in washington they may or may not do anything it's the local person so get active get to know who's running and support who's ever against these things in your town. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And try to wake up your minister to not go along with these practices because everyone needs some spiritual support during crisis like this. And if they can shut the churches down again, we'll be in a bad situation.
0: Yeah, and I think your idea of the packet, an educational packet, the tricky part comes with not getting it like, keeping it from getting tainted with narrative changers and social engineers and controlled opposition. We'll leave the names out so we don't get sued. But, you know, we know those things, those people exist. To do that, um, it, it would be a controversial packet, but keep it super simple. Maybe somebody hearing your suggestion today will produce something like that. We're talking about five or six pages. Keep it really condensed it doesn't have to be like RFK's book, Fauci, which is like three inches thick with all those references, and then and then you go do the due diligence. Um, that is a great suggestion. But overall, brother, you're absolutely right about starting local because that's where the immediate control over your life is. So that's where you have to regain, you know, power. So um, I think that's really really important. Um, what do you th- you know? I just wanted to know. You know, we know that the seasonal flu the it, the shots have the mRNA. We see it. We hear it from the CEOs of these companies. It's in their pipelines. And, you know, people are also figuring things out at such a variable rate. Um, where do you where do you see us now compared to when you took that stroll? And I'm going to replay that. One, I, I might even put it at the end of this tonight's show so that people could stay on and just watch that because it's really... It's incredible how close you are in the suggestions for how to survive when many, many people peak death and destruction.
1: Okay. So, yeah. so I, I still totally agree with what I said in that video, I, which I made on the streets of Rome when it was illegal to go out. I was I went out every day during the lockdown Whoa. in Rome and I never obeyed any of the rules. And I was never stopped for that except once, okay? Yeah. And uh, uh, Because we have to defy the system. We have to defy the irrational commands. Mm-hmm. We have to defy the spokespersons who are bought and paid by globalists. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's attempting to change the whole way you live because of what they make claim on television is, is out of their mind already. Okay, yeah. And we can't live within that uh, restraint uh i am glad that in many places it didn't get as serious they didn't try to forcibly vax everyone i think that they were trying to move towards that they didn't think they succeed but i think in the next pandemic they're going to try that with concentration camps yeah so now's the time if you live in a country where you can buy arms to buy arms to have an escape plan and to make friends in the community for mutual support but most especially is to get the mayor, the sheriff, and the chief of police on your side, and the ministers in your town on the side, and the, the and the businessmen on your side. Because if they can't affect your daily life, their system of terror won't work. It will only work if they can prosecute it on the local level.
0: Amen. So amen, um,
1: yeah. we, we have to realize that we have the right to freedom before the government has a right to exist the government exists to protect the honest. And if it's not doing that, it has absolutely no authority over you and you shouldn't show it any obedience, except maybe just to avoid a penalty that they want to impose. And we have to get back to this more natural view of government, because that's what will defend us from the globalist system that they want to impose.
0: Yeah. Um, Before we let you go and... um... I'm going to edit this out if you say no, brother. Um, but do you want to stay an extra 15 minutes and we'll do that after talk? and
1: Yeah. Yes, that, okay.
0: Okay. I mean, because I, I feel like there we could talk about more things. Um, I want to, uh, I was going to, there was a topic I was going to, I'll edit all this out. Um, there was a topic that you've been under attack lately. That would be good. Um, there was something else I was going to you know, lure them in with, um, stay for after talk. We're going to talk about, um, oh, maybe what to expect when the peak death occurs. I mean, that would, that would get them in. And what do you think?
1: Good Mm -hmm. idea. Okay. Okay.
0: So let me just, I'll just kind of restart here and edit all this discussion out. And I'll say you, you know, here we, I'll just say you decided you're definitely staying for after talk. So, okay, here we go. So, Brother is, has graciously agreed to um, accept my invitation to stay for After Talk, which I only do with special guests who have so much to talk about. I wanted to, he's been under attack lately. Uh, I want to ask him how he feels about whether it's safer to live in his expat country of Italy or USA, well, how he feels about that now. So, we'll have you, uh, you you'll all want to watch After Talk, which will be Wednesday night this week. So, come back uh, for that. And brother, before we, you know, sign off for you, with you for tonight's show, I wanted to ask you um, to educate people about your website fromrome.info. It is a rich, rich repository of information and scholarly work. And then anything else you want, uh, the American people or people around the world, my show is global, what you want people to know and understand from your perspective.
1: Okay. So from Rome.info is the electronic journal I publish. And it's basically uh, an hour by hour record of the past pandemic from mm. um, March to the present. All the art news articles of importance, all the controversial arguments and all the opposition news, not all the links work anymore because they've done a lot to clean that off. And um, I'm not one of the sites they have tried to take offline, but uh, Google, Bing, and DuckDuckGo basically removed from Rome.info from mm, their search.
0: Mm, wow! Talk, talk about so censorship.
1: If yeah, if you don't come, you won't see the uh, ten thousand articles and uh, that have been published there. And, and uh, you can use the search engine to find lots of okay. information about when, who's first said what, and when they said what, and um, ah. you to understand that there never was SARS. Uh, covid too uh the vaccines were never designed to cure you uh there was there's no spike protein outside of a laboratory and it was all designed by the u.s government to kill off humanity and that's that's the true narrative everything else was fake and people were fooled so long Um, i think the first thing we can learn from what's happened in the last four years is if the television tells you it's true don't It must be.
0: (laughs) That's an easy Uh, clue. Right.
1: Right. Politicians are always lying. And uh, and uh, a lot of people are foolish enough to believe whatever they see on TV. And that doesn't make them right. Yeah. And And, uh, one of those people to get them out of the matrix.
0: Absolutely. One of the things I'm going to tease the audience even more. One of the other things I'm going to ask you about in After Talk is uh, back then with regard to the origin of this hoax, you caught Bob Malone in a lie. And we will play that in the After Talk and we'll have you talk about it because it was genius. It was you really hearing something that was really important. Um, so that'll be really fun, brother. The website is fromrome.info. Are you on any other social media, like Twitter or anything like that?
1: Uh, I'm on uh, crosseser.net. That's where I'm on uh, Twitter. Uh, I, have n- I haven't been on since 2016, and I think Elon Musk would censor me off the platform because he's he's really very globalist.
0: Whoa, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So- that's the only the only places I do uh, personal things. Okay. I have some YouTube channels, but you can find them from my website. Okay, and so I invite you to come by and read. And there's more than I think ten thousand comments or 20, I have forty thousand comments. I, I if it's a constructive comment, I I take I publish your comment. It's about the author. So
0: yeah, you are you are very good about responding or replying, and you're very free speech on your your fromrome.info. So that's that's wonderful. Um, brother, thanks again. It's been way too long. Let's let's not wait this long again. Uh, but I know you are busy and traveling sometimes. So thank you again for for being on the show. And uh, we'll see Bye. everybody on Wednesday night with Brother Alexis Pugnolo in After Talk. So thanks, Brother. Thank you. That's it for this edition of the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. We'll have a coffee chat tomorrow morning and Brother Alexis back on Wednesday night. Don't miss it. Have a great night. Medical disclaimer, the Dr. Jane Ruby show does not provide medical advice. The information including but not limited to texts, graphics, images and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with dr jane ruby no material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.